Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Becoming You podcast. This is a solo episode today, one that I've wanted to record for a very long time and now feels like the right time to do it. This episode is going to be talking about how I knew that I was healing from my sexual trauma. So this is a trigger warning. This episode will talk about things like sexual assault, physical abuse. Um, and so if you are at a point on your journey where listening to this kind of thing is going to be triggering, please don't continue. So the reason that um, this kind of came up, this conversation, even though I've wanted to talk about it for a while, today feels like the right time because it was triggered by something last night that I thought, oh, fuck, I have actually noticed this change in myself. And it got me really reflecting. And it was because me and my partner were watching Game of Thrones. And in the first couple of episodes, in fact, in a lot of the episodes, there's a lot of sex, right? In one of the first episodes, there is a sexual assault scene. Like, basically, she's been violated. And look, in the past... I've very, very much struggled with watching anything like that because it makes me feel physically sick. My whole body contracts. I I just, I feel really, I get these sensations in my body that just, I find it difficult to, to deal with, right? And that was always stemming from my own sexual trauma, my own memories, right? It's stored in the body. And Last night, we watched that scene, and it was the first time ever that I really noticed, oh, I don't feel the same thing. I think that as humans, empathetic empathetic humans, if we watch any kind of person being violated in some way, it's not nice, and we don't like it. But the difference for me there was that I could watch it and rationalize that this is a scene that's been shot for a... a a tv show that they're trying to depict something it's not real life and I didn't have the same feelings in my body and I actually said to my partner wow this is the first time I've realized this and he was like that's so good that you have come to this place and I agree um this has been a very long journey almost half my life journey of coming to this place where I am, I'd say I am healed from my past. And so I want to talk about a couple of things on this episode. I want to talk about how I knew that I was healing, right? How I also did that. But I also want to talk about where this fucking came from in the first place and how that played out for me in my life and relationships up to the point of healing, right? I think it's such an important conversation. So without going into too much detail about my actual um, experiences, 
I got in a relationship, my first relationship when I was 15 with a, an older guy. Why do teenage girls like obsess over older guys? I don't know. But anyway, I got with an older guy, didn't go to my school. I met him at dancing, which is hilarious. And we very quickly fell in love. I fell in love in quotation marks. Teenage love. I was like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with him. Like, I love him. La, la, la. All the things you do. And at this time in my life, I was probably in my, I want to say rebellious stage. And I say that because I didn't feel like I fitted in anywhere. I felt like, you know, at school I had maybe like some, a couple of good friends. But other than that, you know, I was bullied quite a bit. I didn't really fit in. At home, I... I felt like I didn't fit in my family dynamic. I didn't really feel super safe to express myself and be my authentic self and share my emotions. And so I was struggling with a lot of things around that time in my life that felt incredibly overwhelming. And I was seeking love and acceptance from somebody. That's what I desperately wanted, right? And so this guy comes along and I I get it from him and he tells me all the right things and, you know, I think he loves me. And I'm like, I love him. And we quickly sort of fell into a physical relationship. We had sex pretty quickly. I'd say like two months in. Um, And that's where I began to learn that sex was an obligation. So bearing in mind, I had no experience. I didn't know anything of relationships or intimacy or sex. I was very sheltered. I literally kissed I kissed one person in my life before we even got together. So very, very naive. And what I started to learn was that, yes, sex was an obligation and I needed to um, fulfill this obligation and I need to fulfill his needs. And I am very much there to serve this person that I'm with. And what happened over a period of time, we were together for two and a half years on and off because we'd always bloody break up. Um, Yeah, what I learned was that I didn't have a voice, especially when it came to the intimacy in in our relationship. My opinion wasn't valid. I didn't have a voice. The word no didn't exist. And look, there there were parts where I didn't say no. I didn't express no. But it's because I was so fearful of what would happen if I did. This was a relationship that was, um, I would say, emotionally and, and physically abusive as well as sexually. And so there was just this always kind of this, this fear of like, I want to make him happy. And if I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So I became very submissive in that I just didn't have a voice. And what, what, are, the one, what are the things that he would do is if ever we argued, which most of the time it would be my fault, he would want to make up by having sex. And I realized from the outside looking in, that sounds really normal. Like a lot of couples will argue and then they will have sex as a way to reconnect after conflict. But this was a different fucking game. Um, one of the examples was we were out on a, on a night out, very drunk, and we were staying at a a place that he was house sitting and he actually got physical with me that night which was quite scary and I was quite shaken up by it but what he would say in those moments is that 
you're the reason that I'm like this. You make me a bad person. We need to break up because I'm this horrible person around you and it's your fault. And then he'd sort of come back later and say, well, we can stay together if you have sex with me or if you give me really good sex, right? It became a way to manipulate me to stay in the relationship. And obviously I was so in love with him that I just did what he wanted. And I I started to dissociate. Like I was just there, but I wasn't really there. Anyway, that relationship ended. I was 18 and still quite confused, to be honest, about what had really gone on. There were lots of, there were lots of intricacies in that. Obviously, that was a high level thing of, of, around what, what happened, but that was stored in my body. It was stored in my unconscious. And I just went about my life. Like that relationship's done now. That was a bit shit. And I didn't realize that I was taking that, all of that, into my other relationships and into my life for basically the next 13 years. And the really funny thing to me is that I had a lot of casual sex after, in in fact, around that whole time when I was drunk. I was very, um, (laughs) trying to think of the word, I I was very keen on having casual sex, drunken sex. But when it came to relationships, being in a long-term relationship, sharing that intimacy and connecting on, on a deeper level, I couldn't show up for that. And I think a part of it was I wanted to be wanted. So when I was out and I'd, I'd meet people, I wanted them to want me because I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself and I needed their validation. So I was like, oh, well, if they want to have sex with me, if they want me, I'm validated. But being drunk meant I didn't have to really think. I didn't have to even really be in the experience. I was just I was just there doing it. And that's the thing you do, right? You go out, you get drunk, you get laid. Like, yeah, it's all fun. It's all partying. When really that was obviously filling a void for something else. And then when, like I said, when I got into relationships, it was actually usually the reason that the relationship broke down was my lack of ability to connect emotionally. I would say to everybody I'm just I'm not really into say I'm not really bothered like I could take it or leave it you know I'm just not really a sexual being and I realized now that was just a part of me being suppressed because that was easier like if I am not if I am not wanted and desired in this relationship then I'm not going to be taken advantage of this makes no sense I know so when I was single and casual casual encounters that was okay but I wasn't single for very long I've been a serial relationship uh like relationship to relationship to relationship and maybe that was a safety thing of being like when I'm in a relationship they're like with me and I'm still wanted because they are they've committed to a relationship with me but I don't necessarily have to do the sex thing (laughs) which funnily enough it is a massive part of relationships and you do have to not have to you should engage in that and and if you are in a healthy relationship like sex is a massive part and a great way to connect with each other and so I really fucking struggled with that I couldn't talk about sex I couldn't watch sex on tv um 
side note, I couldn't watch porn either because that was something that was forced upon me in that first relationship. So that was incredibly uh, triggering for me. So I couldn't, I couldn't do that either. Um, and I just, I just couldn't talk about it. I could not say what I liked or disliked. I, I, was, I just would, if anyone mentioned it, even the person closest to me talked about it, I would literally fucking crumble and just fall inwards on myself and be like, well, I just can't do this. And it's really like interesting thinking about it now that I was almost shrinking back to that 15-year-old self, that 15-year-old me, that was so naive and so just used and was an object that when when anyone wanted to bring up the sex, that's who I became. I sort of fell back into that that person that was like, I can't, I don't know anything. I can't do this. I don't have any experience. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to feel. I can't express what I like or, or dislike because at that point I had no voice. And so every time that sort of came up, that's where I would regress back to. The other thing in relationships as you probably know, if you're in relationships, there's sometimes you've got to bloody schedule the sex in, right? Like life is busy. I mean, especially if you've got kids and stuff, like you have to schedule it in. And I avoided that, that like the plague because a schedule made it feel really boring and routine. And that is something that was um, like an obligation. And that again, made me think, Ooh, that's what it was in the past. It was an obligation from me. And so if I schedule it in, then it's it's something I have to do. And what if I change my mind? What if I schedule it in for three days and I'm not feeling it then? And, and but then I'm, I'm forced to do it. And it's not that these people that I was in relationships with, you know, post that first relationship were pressurizing me in any way or were making me feel that I had to show up. It was what was it going on internally in my own head of like, oh my God, I have to show up in this way. And if I don't, they're going to react in the same way that this guy did. And I was just in my own head all the time about it. So I avoided it. And then I didn't want to have spontaneous sex because that just felt too scary and unsafe. And I didn't know if like, oh, in that moment, is this going to be right? And I had a lot of shame around my body as well and the way that I looked. So spontaneity was like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that either. So it was a lose-lose situation for everybody involved because... I was just avoiding it on all fronts. And you can't heal something when you avoid it. The avoidance just makes it worse. And I tried to do that for so long. There was this feeling of not being enough and this feeling of I'm broken, right? Like I got to the point where I'd be in relationships and just say, I'm sorry, I'm fucking broken. Like I feel guilty. I can't show up for you. I can't let you in. I don't feel safe. It's not you, the old classic. It's not you, it's me. It is me. And I am like, even though in my conscious awareness, I would be like, okay, this is not the same person. Like it's not the same situation. All the things like I am fine. Unconsciously, my body was doing the same thing. I was shutting down. And so even physically sex was painful for me for so long and that was almost like my body's protective mechanism it's too painful we can't do it and so every time I tried it'd be painful and I'd go oh no it's painful when I do it so I can't do it and then that just that just perpetuated the cycle of avoidance and that was hard (laughs) took a very very long time for me to start working through this shit and I and I did this in a lot of ways I had therapy, obviously. I mean, I've always had therapy for lots of different things, but especially I did I did 
have therapy around this and coaching like even even in the past couple of years working with a coach and this has come up like I've worked with this kind of thing a massive part that I didn't know would help release these emotions but did was breath work I've done a few breathwork sessions where like it's like it's physically been released in my body so I've not even kind of thought about um the exact situation but my body has has reacted in the same way as it did this makes no sense when I'm saying it so (laughs) let me try and explain so one of the things that would happen whenever I was speaking about sex or I was in that kind of situation is that my legs would um, shake uncontrollably shake from my groin downwards it was an involuntary thing that would just happen whenever I was um, feeling uncomfortable in a conversation about sex or if I was actually trying to have sex and I didn't know what this I didn't know why this happened I just knew this was my body's reaction this is what happens when I'm in this situation it's something that always happened and when I did a breathwork session actually last year Um, And I think it was around self-love and forgiveness. And I did the breathwork session. And in that session, there came up this thing for me around forgiveness and backstory as well. I have had a conversation with the person, the guy, and told him what he did to me and all the things and, um, you know, sought some closure on that. And he did apologize to me a few years later. And I'd said to myself, I forgive him. You know, like I got my closure and I forgive him for what he did. What I'd never thought about, this is going to make me emotional. What I'd never thought about that I was holding on to was that I needed to forgive myself. And so it wasn't the forgiveness of this person that had done these things to me. It was actually that I needed to forgive myself for being in that position and staying in that position and enduring that kind of abuse and you know, being able to say, I, you know, I forgive you and you didn't know any better and it's okay. And in that session, that's when like my legs were just contracting like and, and shaking like they would. And that created a shift within my body that I was like, fuck, I've been thinking it's about forgiving the other person, but it's not, it's about forgiving myself. And that changed a lot, like that shifted. And I've had a couple of other breathwork sessions where I've had that same physical response like releasing and like leaving my body and as I said last night was the first time I'd sort of um been put in a situation like had to to witness something that would usually make me react in one way and it didn't and I was like holy fuck like that's so incredible like I'm so glad I'm at this point now where I'm not I don't have those physical responses which means that something has shifted for me at an unconscious level is no longer, my body's no longer reacting in the same way. My mind's not wired in the same way anymore. And that's fucking liberating. Because for a long time, I thought, I'm just going to always be this way. I, I, I can't change. And I get so frustrated because I'd be like, why? Why can't I change? I know, like, like with my partner now, and that's another thing I wanted to touch on, is being in a safe relationship. I know that this person is not that same person, but why am I why am I still reacting in the same way? And actually, at the beginning of this relationship that I'm in now, which is this beautiful relationship, we've been together nearly a year. And um, what what I was thinking of doing is going to have some hypnotherapy around this this issue, 
um, because I could tell already it was starting to play into the relationship and I didn't want this to end the same way as every other relationship, right? Um, Because I truly believe that this is my soulmate and we are we're meant to be together. So I was like, fuck, I need to actually address this. I am ready to get rid of this because I want this to work. So I was going to go to see somebody and he actually said to me one day, you know, this is about the both of us, right? Like sex is two people. So maybe you don't need to go and maybe you yourself don't need to go and have hypnotherapy and speak to somebody. Maybe it's about me creating a safe environment for you and that we can heal it together. <laughs> Don't mind me while I just cry about that because it was almost like that is exactly what I needed to hear. Because even though in my past relationships, I knew that you know my, my issues, my, my issues with sex were causing problems. The other person never really gave me that reassurance and said, we're in this together. They often took it personally or just blamed me for the situation. And that was really hard because then there's a feeling of resentment and then that lacks closeness. And then you don't have that connection that you need to build, especially for women, to feel safe emotionally to then be able to be close sexually, right? So it was like from that time that he'd said, I realize that I actually need to show up in this and I need to provide the same environment for you that I started to soften in that and started to be like, okay, shit, we are actually in this together and you're here for me. And like, that's big. And I, and I need that. And thank you. So one of the things that helped heal me is this relationship is being in a relationship with a person who is not pressuring you in any way, who gives you, um, all the reassurance that you need and not just when it comes to sexual intimacy. I'm talking about a relationship where I am supported emotionally outside of the bedroom, a relationship where I am considered, I'm appreciated, I'm supported, I am told often that I'm loved and I am, I'm appreciated and that um, I am beautiful and all the things like all of the things that give me the reassurance that I'm safe. And then when it, when it goes to sexual intimacy, I feel safe there. And so I, I think that played a massive part in my healing. And it's for two reasons. One is like the actual relationship itself and that him showing up. But the other thing is me being ready to heal it. There have been times before where I've known this is a problem for me. This is an issue. It's interfering, all the things. And yet I haven't done what I needed to do to address it. Like it was, it was a time for me to let this go because this is the person for me. This is the, the right thing for me. And I didn't want it to get in the way. Like I was like, I am done with this, controlling my life now and controlling my relationships. It's bullshit. I'm over it. And then I committed to myself. And obviously I'm at the place that I'm at now. So how I knew I was healing from my sexual trauma looked a little bit like this. I stopped seeing myself as an object. In my first relationship and in relationships since, I felt like I was objectified, like I was there to serve a purpose. I was there to be used and taken advantage of, even when that wasn't the case, right? 
And so if they wanted me, if the person wanted me, I would feel I am an object. You just want me for sex. Even if we're in a relationship where obviously the person offers other things, I offer other things in a relationship. As soon as it came to sex, if they want me, that means I'm objectified. Now I don't see myself that way. I am liberated from that. I actually fucking love it that he wants me because that's desire and I want him to want me, right? (laughs) Like um, how I knew I was healing was that my my body stopped reacting in the same way. Sex is not painful. Um, I don't contract, like there's no uncontrollable shaking anymore. I don't feel nauseous when I talk about it. I'm not embarrassed. There's still a level of like, I'm still on that journey of, oh, like, okay, the next step now is sort of being able to communicate more, but I'm not embarrassed like I, I was before about it. Um, another thing was that feeling, feeling safe within myself, right? Like feeling safe within my own body with or without a man there, you know what I'm saying, right? Like I can now pleasure myself. Whereas before that felt shameful. It felt, Oh, I don't want to do that. That's like, it just a lot of entanglement around shame. Now again, liberated, feel fucking great. Um, obviously I stopped avoiding it. (laughs) I knew I was healing. Actually a biggie is I knew I was healing from it when I love sex. And like I said, for a long time would tell myself, I'm not a sexual being. I'm just not really interested in it. La la la. Even with my friends, I've got a couple of friends that are like fucking fully into all the things. And they would tell me these odd stories. And I'd be like, I can't relate. I just don't feel that way. I just don't have that desire. I don't have the drive. I'm not, I could go without it. Now, different fucking story. I am like, let's go. I am here for it all the fucking time. (laughs) Let's go fucking wild. I love it. And I initiate it and I speak about it. And I love to be wanted. And in the past, that was terrifying for me. So I would say the word is liberated. I know that I'm healing because I feel fucking free. And the thing about like the femininity and like the sensuality that you can have around, you know, being a woman and, and, and enjoying sex is like that kind of spills into other aspects of your life. If you can feel confident in the bedroom, if you've been confident in yourself, in your sexuality to show up to fucking enjoy pleasure like, and not feel shame around it but be like fuck yes like I get to enjoy this and you want to please me and amazing like I deserve that there is a level that that plays into other parts of your life where you can be confident I truly believe that they are connected and I think that I am a lot more confident and and happier and even like have less self-doubt in other aspects of my life now because I've healed this part, right? That was seeping into everything else in my life. And now it's healed. It's like, okay, shit, like we can show up in a different way now because that's no longer taking our energy. It's no longer dragging it down. Like we can move forward. So I just want to say that if you are someone that has experienced some kind of sexual trauma in the past, whether it is 
conscious or unconscious sometimes there's just a feeling in your body and you might not know where that's particularly come from maybe you don't have vivid memories of what's what's happened but you just know something doesn't feel right I encourage you to explore it I know it feels fucking difficult and hard and uh, is the noise that comes to mind um but I, my hopes is that be my, by me sharing what's happened for me and my experience that it will give you some hope and inspiration even that like it's not your story and it doesn't have to be your story forever. You can fucking heal these things and they don't have to interfere with your life and your relationships forever because when you heal it, it's so fucking liberating and it's possible for you. And if you are struggling with anything like this right now, I send you so much love. I see you and just know that it will get better. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Till next time, my loves.